episode of Electric Avenue, helping navigate life with epilepsy. I am Christian, joined once again by... David. And Mike. And today we have a special guest with us. David, would you like to uh, introduce? Yeah, we're lucky to have uh, uh, Mr. Uh, Eric Wiedebrand with us today. Uh, Eric has uh, been gracious enough to come in and kind of share his uh, story and his... Um, journey uh, with epilepsy. Welcome, Eric. Thank you. Thank you for having me today. It's fantastic to be here. We're excited. Eric um, is a, a salesman, uh, uh, travels a lot throughout the country, um, also organizes uh, events, has uh, some cool stories there, and was an athlete at uh, a point in time uh, in his life. I'm, I'm sure, Eric, you're, in your mind, you're still an athlete. I would, I would agree with that. <laughs> at a point in time, I was an athlete. <laughs> Now I'm just broken, fat, and old. <laughs> so thanks for that. And, uh, you, you got it. But on that note, um, yeah, we just kind of wanted to uh, get your story and uh, share, because I think your story is kind of unique. Uh, and I'm going to kind of give you an open forum if you kind of want to just, you know, tell us about how epilepsy came into your life. Uh, and we'll when start it there. started, all that good stuff. Yeah, so it started um, in high school. Um, I was diagnosed with petty mal seizures and I was put on a, uh, a medication there that I didn't particularly like. It made me sluggish and kind of feel in a fog. And, you know, in high school, um, unless you're specifically trying to get sluggish in a, in a fog, <laughs> um, that's not a, a, a state you want to be in when you're, you know, an athlete and um, um, trying to, to, to kind of find your way. And um, I uh, ended up being lucky enough to go to Westchester University um, and play football. Ram Pride, go Rams, hook them horns. Um, big season coming up. So um, uh, played football there. Um, again, kind of dealing with um, having petty mal seizures and, and being on, uh, on medication. Um, but uh, was able to kind of power my way through it and, um, and, and really go through you know, kind of um, all the way until I was uh, probably in my early 40s with having, you know, no real side effects per se of epilepsy. And it was really, I guess, in my mid 40s that I had my first grand mal seizure. Um, And that was a a rude awakening, um, Mm. but one that I kind of um, uh, just kind of passed off as a fluke, right? Uh, You know, it was just something that happened and and that was weird, and it'll never happen again. And um, probably two years later, I had another one. Um, and again, I kind of passed it off. And then when I was 49 years old, um, I had a real life-changing event. Um, I was driving home late at night. Uh, it was probably 2 o'clock in the morning or so from Charlotte Airport um, after being on the road for uh, a week in Las Vegas, right? Not, not the most conducive to, mm. uh, to sleep <laughs> out there. And um, uh, had a grand mal seizure, um, driving about 80 miles an hour down uh, Route 85 um, from Charlotte to Greenville, South Carolina. And uh, fortunately, um, uh, didn't hit anyone. But unfortunately, I sheared off the gas pedal of my Jeep with my ankle, Mm-hmm. Um, which destroyed it pretty good, um, uh, flipped the Jeep a bunch of times, and ended up in a ditch. And um, I did have a, a passenger, and fortunately for her uh, and me, she was um, um, you know, mildly um, uh, bruised and battered. And, um, wow. and um, 
you know, kind of the, I, I remember the song that was on when it happened. <laughs> it was crazy. It was Rapper's Delight. Oh, oh no. no. <laughs> yeah, is that Rapper's the, Delight. Is that the hip, a hop, a hippie to the hippie, a hip, a pop? Sugar Hill Gang? Sugar Hill Gang? For those of you listening to this, if you could please uh, never ask for that again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, as they say in the South, bless your heart. Um, but, uh, so I guess the um, driving, having it hit, and then were you aware of the accident as it was happening or? Not a clue. Not a clue. Woke up in a ditch, wondered why I was there, wondered why my body hurt, um, wondered why there were uh, medics uh, uh, looking over me. Um, uh, didn't know a whole lot that was going on um, at the time. And then I think probably just, you know, went to sleep at some point. Um, and, and I think that's um, one of the things I would, that's when it started. Yeah. Um, and, and from there for the next year, I, I tried to, um, uh, maintain, um, uh, myself as an executive. Um, and I did a lot of lying to myself, um, that I was okay. Mm. Um, and, um, that did a lot of damage, right? Not really knowing. And, and I think that's the, that's the gift that I would give today is that um, epilepsy is a team sport and you have got to have a strong team around you. And if you don't find one, cause you're not alone. Yes. I tell you the, um, we've been talking in the last episodes about building that support. Uh, yeah. Exactly. Making sure you, yeah. you, you know, you have that support, know where to go to find mm -hmm. it, look for it and then build it. Um, and it took you some time to yeah. realize you needed that. Well, and I, I kind of want to back up a little bit, too, sure. to yeah. when you were younger. It's, it, and I know it wasn't grand mal seizures right out the gate, but being a high school athlete, what, what year were you, uh, did your first seizure happen? I can, I can tell you it was, um, I was diagnosed a week after I got my driver's license. Oh, wow. And in the state of New yeah. Jersey, that yeah. meant that I then, a week after getting my driver's license, forfeited my driver's oh license. Oh my goodness, yes. um, yeah. Which is kind of a, uh, you can edit this, right? Yeah. It's a yeah. shitty thing to have a 16 year old. <laughs> Don't think yeah. that's gonna get out of yeah. um, uh, It's a tough, it's a tough game. Yeah. yeah, for any, person at that age anything I feel like they're going through is tough and on top of yeah. that you know you lose one of the defining features of being a 16 year old um and the awareness wasn't there at that I'm not saying that you're old but <laughs> that's fair then, it's the awareness of epilepsy wasn't there so people didn't understand it and they treated it more of a major type of a disability yeah, or possession or, yeah. Well, yeah, so I'll touch on that for yeah. one second because it is still funny and I will tell you I have the best team around me mm. in epilepsy I have the most amazing support group in my wife and daughter um, and and let me touch on that for one second because I will tell you when you're going through this you you will feel sorry for yourself you will um, take pity on yourself and that's okay but I will um, tell you, I'm, I'm getting choked up as I think about it. It is harder on your caretakers than it is on you. Your job is to get up and fight. Their job is everything else. Yeah. And uh, my wife has, has dove under me when I was having seizures. She has put herself in harm's way. Um, it's harder for them 
So shout out to the caretakers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, that's one of the roughest things as Americans. I've, I've traveled the world, and as Americans, we have our two-foot barrier around us. And you guys don't even think about that until you live in another country. But we do. If you come into our two-foot space, that's a different story. So when I started having seizures, seizure, my girlfriend at the time, it was she was always, always there. You okay? Right in my face, you know. And I had to get used to that, and it's just—it's crazy. But yeah. you do. It's harder on your support, immediate team or family, than you think because they're the ones always freaking out about it. Yeah, they think just because you may be, you know, staring off the space thinking about the game tomorrow night, you're just doing that. Right, <laughs> but they're thinking, totally. uh oh, yeah. he's starting up again, and they're in your face. But and you kind of get angry about it at first, but you got to let. But hey, these people are just looking out for me. So yeah. having that support is key. So I'll tell you, that's a great, because I know I have PTSD. Yeah. And one of my triggers is when someone I don't know says to me, are you okay? Ugh. And so part of my team, and I'll admit it here in front of the world, I have one of the best psychologists on the planet to help deal with that anxiety, that mm -hmm. PTSD. And so if you're suffering out there, get help. You know, Definitely. I have a, a chiropractor to take care of my back and it's okay to have a psychologist to take care of my brain. Well, you know, and it's interesting because I have a, a daughter and a son and they're both, um, they're young adults. Um, but one thing I have learned from them is uh, self-care is just as important as anything else. And when I, when I say, oh, I would never need that or that my daughter uh, and son would both say, why would I spend time taking care of my body and not take care of my mind? It just exactly. it, it for it, that. So kudos to that. This generation, well, you're right. And I got three learn. out of four people yeah. sitting here. I brought <laughs> up that way. They're like, I'm a man. I can take care of this. <laughs> and the other younger generation is finally it's sinking in. Mental health is a great oh, it's thing huge. to get a hold and, of and and tackle it head on. Well, I mean, and speaking of self-care, I know, yeah. you know, those out there in the interweb can't see us, but David's hair is spectacular. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a little oh my gosh. Wow. Just spectacular. Absolutely, man. <laughs> um, so but, yeah. uh, back to, because uh, we're jumping all over it because it's exciting for us and what a great, uh, a great storyteller uh, you are, Eric, and we're, we're great. But I think Christian wants to get really into that. Boy, what, what does that 16-year-old who's having seizures, who's a, maybe an athlete, or in drama, or in the band, and how do they? How do you deal with that at that age and come out uh, successful? Yeah, I, I mean, you mentioned too, just to tag tag onto that, that you went on to play college at a collegiate level. Yeah, uh, you know, and a lot of people might immediately assume, oh, diagnosed with epilepsy in high school, athletic career over. Uh, how did you deal with that? How did you manage that? That's a great question, and the real answer is, I didn't. And I think for my generation, that's a big part of it. And um, it's something I still struggle with today where, you know, with, when I was in college, um, if, if you had a concussion, uh, how, how are you? I'm fine. Uh, your, there. your finger is <laughs> literally dangling from your hand and you're telling me you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. and, and that, again, for my generation, you've got to be okay with saying, I'm tired. And with epilepsy, and for me, I travel a lot. You've got to be okay saying, I'm tired, I'm stressed, I'm anxious. You have got to manage that mm -hmm. because those triggers for everyone are individual. Yeah. And for me, I know it's being tired, it's being stressed, it's being anxious. And having seizures and putting myself in harm's way is somewhat under my control. 
And it is unfair for me to put that added stress on my team. Exactly. Yeah. That's a good way to put That's it. That's a real good way so to put it. Yeah. The, all right. So, yeah, the, the, the pennant mall seizure is young. You had a, a, a break uh, of, of time, uh, quite a few years. Did your, then, did your medication ever change during that time? Yeah. So that's, um, again, kind of part of the team. Okay. Right. So when I went through after my accident, um, I was having seizures about every two weeks, grand mal seizures. Um, and I had done some damage during my car accident. So these grand mal seizures were bad and put a lot of pressure on, um, on my wife and daughter. And I'll be honest with you, my doctor at the time was not good. And so every time I had a seizure, what he did was increase my medicine. Oh. And that put me into um, a real clinical depression. Mm. Um, and, and when you're in it, you don't know, but your team knows. Mm. And your team can see it. And uh, a shout out to the epilepsy division at, at uh, MUSC. Mm. And <clears throat> my sister, part of my team, for saying, hey, there's this level four epilepsy center in Charleston you should go there. We did. Um, it was uh, an amazing experience. Um, my wife spent three days in a hospital room with me 24 seven, um, trying to induce a seizure. And let me tell you something when you're, uh, have you found out your wife's yeah. not your Wait, trigger? When you're, <laughs> we, you know what? we had a blast. We watched movies. We had a blast. And here's the weird thing. So when you're in one of these things, um, not to scare anybody off, but when you're in one of these things, they're trying to induce a seizure. Yeah. Yeah. And so at some point, I had a seizure and I came out of it and there are a bunch of people around me saying, good job, <laughs> And I'm like, you people are crazy. Yeah. It's the best seizure I've ever had. Wow, like, yeah. okay, this is really weird. Yeah. But, but again, my wife was there um, through it all. And um, that, that team, that support group, you know, finding the right doctor, getting on the right medicine at the right dosage, um, you know, all of those things give you the ability to go out and be, you know, the best you. Yeah. So, oh, but on that real quick, definitely, if you are not happy with your medical services, you have to change up. Even though you think, okay, this is the doctor, this is a neurologist, but you know, if you're not happy, something's going on. And especially a lot of the patients recognize that they're, it's their caretakers that say, wow, they have mood swings that you don't even realize. You know, it's just, you're just having it. <laughs> they're the ones that point this out to the doctors and then they pick up on it. And that's when they should start adjusting. Definitely. Yep. That's a, that's yeah. a great point, Mike. And I know that you've dealt with that. And so I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. Like yeah, anything, um, you, you do have to trust and you gotta, you, you gotta have that partnership to be effective. Now, um, you had mentioned, uh, you know, they were inducing the seizure. I assume that they were monitoring EEG and, uh, uh, uh these things. Uh, so like, um, would you recommend to people who are, you know, maybe at the front end of this, um, finding a, an epilepsy monitoring unit, going to their uh, level four epilepsy? I know in our area we have mm. Advent Health and uh, or Orlando Health who have fourth level epilepsy units. Um, uh, yeah, and that. the answer is yes. The idea of being passive, the idea of saying I'm fine is not good enough. And you have to be mature enough to say it's not fair to my team to act this way. So take control, find the right doctor, find the right team, get yourself in the right place, take control because ultimately your life will be infinitely better when you do. Hmm. Take responsibility for yourself. You 
you know, you have, we can't control, we can't control what we can't control, but we better be working and controlling those things we can, uh, not only for your quality of life, but for, uh, for those around you uh, and those people that love you and, uh, and that. For those of you who maybe are in one of those states of depression, we can't uh, uh, emphasize enough, please reach out uh, to yes. someone for help. Um, uh, we can always assist you in finding help. At, uh, you can reach out to us at uh, contact at epilepsyassociation.com or you can go on uh, online and um, Google search and, and, and find the uh, service provider in your area that can help you uh, find that. But getting that mental health care is just as important in, in, in winning this battle with epilepsy. Um, and on that note, a lot of people will be thinking, well, I don't have that kind of money. This guy's an executive and I don't have insurance. There's people like us out there in your state. Look it up. You can get all these tests done practically for free, if not for free. You can find the support. It's and there. if you don't have insurance, please don't let that be the barrier. Exactly. There is help out there for you. Now, I do so, want to go I ahead. Wanna, I want to drop something. Sure. <laughs> sure. So, I um, I changed jobs, and my previous insurance, my medications cost $35 every three months. And I changed jobs, and I went to work for a fantastic company who understands me. It was a gift. Um, they took me when I was broken, mm. and they said it's okay. But changing insurance, my costs went from $35 to $900 wow. a month wow. for the same medicine. Yeah. And so the reason I tell you this is I found GoodRx, which changed my, my, my cost from $900 a month to about $30 a month. Wow. So your point saying be your own advocate, you're not alone. Take yeah. care. Do these things. You're not alone. And you can make it through this, but you got to be responsible and you gotta, you've got to own it. Yeah, take some initiative. I got Definitely. it. As, yeah. as as someone who has built what you described, you know, such an effective team that you're able to trust and rely on so much of caretakers. What would you say are some of the top sort of like traits that you would want to find if you were say building this team and you were at the beginning of your start uh, of your journey with epilepsy? What type of people do you want to surround yourself with? So I think first of all, you have to be open to the concept. You have to trust in the process and you have to trust in your team that you can be open. Um, and so, you know, we talked about kind of the stigma of epilepsy. Um, that's hard personally to get through to say, hey, this is me. This is part of me. You know, here I am. Um, and then it's also it's hard for your team to 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 get it and understand. Uh, you know, it starts with for me, it starts with my wife and daughter and they put my health and me ahead of their own health and all they want back is love. Mm -hmm. And that's where it starts. Yeah. Um, and so I think, you know, like anything, you build a strong foundation and you go from there and you put the pieces in place after that. And for me, again, it was finding the right doctor and getting on the right medicine at the right levels and then understanding what my triggers are and how to deal with those. And, um, my, my wife taught me about meditation, which is such a big part um, of what I do now. And meditation can be, you know, in any form. Meditation for me usually comes at the driving range with a really expensive cigar, right? And that's, <laughs> that's, meditation. that's part of it, you know? And, and so whatever, you know, whatever it is in your life, you know, build that foundation and then put all the parts in place 
um, after that. You know, going to a chiropractor is important for me. Going to a psychologist is important for me. Um, knowing that I need sleep and, and letting people around you know that. So for me, um, I don't get out of bed till seven o'clock in the morning. And I work in an industry where everyone gets up at four o'clock in the morning mm -hmm. and emails by 5.30 and blah, 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 blah. And that's fantastic. I don't because I have epilepsy and, and this is part of it, you know, mm -hmm. so. It's kind of interesting um, that you talk about the, uh, you know, building that team and the network and, uh, and letting them in. We, I know we talked with you, Mike, earlier about your support and how to build it because everybody's support team is going to look a little different. You know, uh, you know, Mike, you live uh, alone. And so I have four-legged Right? So you, have, you have Rufus, who yeah. is, 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 my gosh, I'm going to say it again, best dog ever. Uh, but you also, you know, you have your neighbors in, in that. You have yeah. the, um, you have your uh, doctors and your other uh, support network uh, with us here. Um so it's kind of build that support that you need and understand who you are, where you're at in life and find it and reach out. The key is being honest with yourself and being open that you need help. And I'll say it again, like I say in so many of our podcasts, uh, this is life instruction, not just epilepsy instruction. <laughs> we all need help in some way, some form uh, in that. Um, we're going to, Close off this round of uh, uh, the podcast uh, uh, with uh, Eric. And um, if you had one bit of advice, Eric, to leave either that 16-year-old or that, you know, I'm not going to say 50-plus-year-old uh, <laughs> wow. that maybe just started having grandmas or something, what, what would it be that one little nugget to take away? Yeah, I would say this. I'm Eric and I have epilepsy. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Um, doesn't change who I am. What I can do, I dream um, and I go get it, right? Yeah. That's how I'm built. And so having epilepsy doesn't change that. You can still accomplish anything you want to accomplish in life. Find your team, deal with it. You're not alone. Reach out. I love it. I and love it. Great. And uh, pulls our tagline right in. You are not alone. Uh, That's right. uh, uh, once again, this is uh, David. Mike. i <laughs> Christian. And uh, we're coming to you live uh, from Orlando, Florida. But hopefully, yes. But hopefully this, this is uh, helpful uh, no matter where you are at. Uh, and um, geologically, geogra geographically. Wow. Uh, and uh, exactly. <laughs> thank God we edit. Um, yeah. On that note, uh, Christian, take us out. Hey, big thank you. Big thank you to Eric Wiederbrand for being here with us and sharing his story, opening up about his experience. Uh, as always, it's been a pleasure. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. You can reach out to us on socials. You can also email us at electricavenuepodcast at gmail.com. And, and don't forget, um, email or call us uh, or, or somehow share your story uh, and maybe uh, how you could relate to Eric's uh, uh, story or maybe some advice or nugget you would like to share uh, with our audience and we will get it out there. That's right. We love it. All right, everybody. We will see you next time on Electric Avenue. See you later. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> Electric Avenue is proudly sponsored by the Epilepsy Association, an organization dedicated to improving the quality of life for persons affected by epilepsy.